Hello, my friends, and welcome to 2023. I'm excited for what this year holds for us in our upcoming season 11 on the podcast. And in the meantime, I want to share a bonus conversation with you, which I think will inspire you and get you thinking outside of the norm. Half-Handed Cloud is the musical project of Finland-based artist and songwriter, John Ringhofer. John started Half-Handed Cloud in 1999 and has since released seven full-length albums and multiple EPs, including his latest work, Floodorama, which we discuss in today's episode. Over the years, John has collaborated with artists as Sufjan Stevens, Daniel Smith of the Danielson family, and songwriter John Van Dusen. At the center of Half-Handed Cloud's auditory journey of tape manipulation and home-recorded sound effects lies a deep spiritual conviction working to make sense of a world at odds with itself. Be sure to see the show notes of this episode for links to John's work and to join our upcoming book club where the Makers and Mystics Creative Collective will read through Viktor Frankl's Yes to Life in Spite of Everything starting Wednesday, January 11th. Happy New Year, my friends, and thanks for listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. Can believe in of John, thank you so much for joining me on the Makers and Mystics podcast today. Sure, yeah. Good to be here. First off, congratulations on the new record. Thanks. Yeah, and I'd love to talk to you about this. Um, the title of it is Floodorama, if I'm saying that correctly. You said it. <laughs> and you've got 18 tracks yeah. on this. And um, man, tell, tell me about the inspiration behind this. What is Floodorama all about? Yeah, it's about working through things like what does it mean to be a, a devoted believer in this day and age and sort of questioning all the things that I grew up with and trying to work through that a little bit. So there's a little bit of flutter going on there. But also, I just thought it was a good name. I don't know exactly why, um, <laughs> but the, 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 the sound, like the sounds are, are, there's so much tape manipulation as I recorded on the, on the tape, I would record on like crinkled reels of, of tape or as the reel to reel was going into the computer to mix, I would slow the tape down and stretch out the sounds and, um, it makes its own new sound, something you can't really do on a, on a computer and. So that kind of that plays into the, the title and the and the, the theme of the album, um, just like this interrupting the sounds and um, manipulating things and, and just like sort of hand feeding all these things into the computer to mix. One thing that interests me about your music is that it is very non-linear in nature. It's very abstract. I think I've heard you compare it to an extension of painting. The songs are kind of part of a thrift store culture. I think you said that, mm -hmm. but what interests me about your music is that although it is very non-linear in nature, it also holds to a very grounded spiritual core. And I love seeing expressions of artist faith or artist spiritual path 
expressed through nonlinear means. I'm a fan of outsider art. I love Howard Finster. Oh, yeah. I love some of these wild, rural, self-taught, untrained expressions of the faith that come out in, in all these um, different ways. And I'd love to hear you talk about how abstract or nonlinear art and faith intermingle in Half-Handed Cloud. Yeah, well, I have some training in uh, visual arts. I got a painting degree at the University of Tennessee in Chattanooga. And I don't, I mean, they didn't go so much into sort of folk art um, tradition, but I, we knew about it some. And I mean, I think from, I probably heard about Howard Finster, like a lot of people, just like from the the second REM album, um, had to the art for that. And mm-hmm. I grew up in Western North Carolina and went to high school in Georgia. And so there was, there's kind of that going on and we weren't, uh, well off. So at some point we were going to the thrift store for, for clothes. And it just interested me that, I mean, you can make your own things. Like you, you can sort of create your own worlds in a way that, that God is, that God has created. We can imitate the creator and in making, making our own things. And, uh, you know, half hand cloud is part of that for me. And, and, um, I like to make collages just with the, the sounds. Like as I'm going along, the, the album is being collaged along the way. Like the sounds are, I'm just, I'm just making them, I'm like stitching them together in, in a different way so that they can, um, I just I, will, I like to go behind the back of traditional rock instrumentation and, and arrangements, and I just thought that was a way to that's a way to do it. I mean, it's kind of been going on for, for a while, but even maybe more so with this new album, it's, it's very like crafted in a way that uh, other ones haven't been so much. Well, I know that you're based in Helsinki, in Finland. I'm curious if that environment plays a role in how you hear sounds and if that environment informs and influences the music that you're making currently, as opposed to, you said you grew up in Western North Carolina or other places in the States. How does the environment in which you live impact the art that you make? It must inform it. I mean, I mean also family life, like, like I'm, I'm interrupting these sounds, but like, I'm also being interrupted by the children, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, Finland, like, you know, it's, it spends um, a good seven months buried under snow or maybe, maybe six, but at least in Helsinki. So there's, there's that element where I I enjoy like burying sounds, um, you know, kind of playing with, uh, the clarity of how how a sound can can be heard, uh, like whether it's muffled or clear in the mix, and, mm-hmm. and so Helsinki is like um, at least the part we live in. Like we live near the forest, and yeah, I feel like I feel like the woods are kind of in there a little bit. Especially, well, actually, an early an early version of the album was made of walking devotions. I would time how long 
I walked to an intersection or to a, a place where the elevation changed, and I would base a new song based on these little transitions in the walk mm. and try to base them on Stations of the Cross kind of loosely. Um, and so my little, my little like morning forest walk had something to do with uh, how these songs came into being. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like I was map- mapping it with my, with my pacing. Yeah. Trying to capture this place. I love that. One of the characteristics of your music that I love is that it holds a very childlike nature. It holds a very whimsical, carefree, and yet very deep and thoughtful at the same time. The way that you've combined this whimsical childlikeness with a very reflective tone is something I'd I'd be curious to know more about. Where does this childlikeness come from in your music? I mean, maybe it's just kind of like the bubblegum melodies. I mean, I have some history, like, like at one point I was a camp counselor for a few years. And of course now I have children, but I'm not sure exactly. I hear that come up sometimes. I'm not sure I totally understand uh, <laughs> or, agree, or agree with it, but it could, I mean, it, it comes up enough that it, it must, there must be something to it, mm. but I always try to push back to, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's an okay thing to, to have. Mm-hmm. I'm playing with things and just kind of taking things apart uh, as I'm arranging them and you know, sometimes just leaving like the structure, like an empty space for, for other things to exist in. And you know, that could have something to do with that, how that's being perceived. I'm not sure. You know, I want to ask you a question that I'm unsure how to frame it, and it's something that I feel like is very important to the art and faith discussion. But it's not something we've talked about on Makers and Mystics a lot, probably because I haven't known how to frame the question, but in your music, there is a bit of humor and perhaps satire. Those things can often make the devout feel a bit uncomfortable or those are those are elements we don't always in faith communities know how to handle satire or humor yes. or playful handling of otherwise taboo subjects or right i tend to think that perhaps irreverence even from time to time can serve a holy end if you can go with me there you know but yeah. uh, or can serve a spiritual purpose rather yeah i'd love to know how that plays out in the creation of your music and your art for instance, your song "Bustin' Strongholds." <laughs> Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think about you know tearing down strongholds from the scriptures yeah. that Paul would talk about. But for you, it's "Bustin' Strongholds," and for me, yeah, that makes all the more sense. It's almost like the holy fools or, or the fools of God. Yeah. It's how subversive it can be. It just it kind of tears down the system. If that makes sense, do you know what I'm trying to get at with this question? Sure. Uh, yeah, a little. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to me that the music and the 
themes reflect just who I am naturally because I enjoy laughing and like playing around. And I mean, sometimes that can be a little, that can be a little too much in some, uh, in my personal life. Um, my <laughs> wife gets onto me for making fun of people a little too much, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, busting strong. I think my, my buddy Brandon and I, we, we always did this thing where we, we, we liked uh, leaving the L out of words. Some we had a game where we leave the L out, um, and to see how it sounded. I mean, I guess I've heard like people taking themselves a little too seriously sometimes. Yes, like we're gonna bust the strongholds and like you know, like I mean, th- it is a serious thing, but at the same time, like it's not us that's doing it. You know, I think mm-hmm. it, we tend to we tend to really like put the emphasis on on ourselves, and we have to be careful. We can leave God out of it. So I, yeah, I enjoy kind of playing, playing around with that a little bit. And, uh, I mean, there's also like, there's a whole album called uh, Thy's a Word and Feet Need Lamps, which is all about like, uh, rough stories from the Bible, narrative stories. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's not a, it's not a praise and worship song. I mean, there's songs about like foreskins and, uh, <laughs> Walking, walking backwards if your if your father is naked in in a tent, and <laughs> these kind of things. Um, so, yes, but uh, yeah, it's all it's all in there, and certainly Jesus had a sense of humor. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here we are, right? Once you were in darkness, now in the Lord you, in the Lord you are light. I actually have a book called The Humor of Jesus, and it's oh. the driest book ever, which makes it even better. <laughs> Try to find out what's pleasing to the Lord, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness. But that is something, again, that I think we miss so often in spiritual community is, is the humor of God, the yeah. nature of God. I've, I told people at some point I want to write a book on the mischief of God. I think that's a oh, characteristic yeah. of the divine that we miss so often is the mischief. Sure. You know? Yeah, and it's not like he's diabolical. It's like I think I think God is like really in- interested in being a little a little tricky and like yes and uh, surprising us. I think that's the main thing is just surprise, and because we're we're constantly surprised by what he chooses to do and yes who he chooses to use. John, thank you so much for joining me on the Makers and Mystics podcast today. It's been a real treat to talk with you. I love the new record. I love what you're doing. I love the way that you think and approach art, and I'm really glad we connected. Uh, thank you. I love uh, this podcast, and I've been listening, and uh, and can't wait to hear more. And thank you so much for listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. Be sure to see the show notes of this episode for links to the Makers and Mystics Creative Collective and to Half-Handed Cloud. We'll see you again very soon, my friends. And until then, keep creating. The world needs your art.